Good morning and welcome back to the Gospel Get Up, the podcast aimed at getting you in the Word with readings from the Daily Lectionary before sending you on your way to go about your day in the peace and joy of the Lord. This morning's readings take us into Job chapter 9, and in the Gospel of John, we finish chapter 4. One quick note about our readings. The daily reading schedule resets tomorrow as we begin the season of Lent with Ash Wednesday. So we will move from Job and John into the books of Genesis and Mark. The readings for today are set to an order for lauds. So without further ado, let's get into it. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hasten to save me, O God. O Lord, come quickly to help me. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights above. Sing to the Lord a new song, his praise in the assembly of his faithful people. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. The Old Testament reading, once again, is Job chapter 9. Then Job responded, Of course I know that this is true, but how can a man be justified before God? If someone wants to argue with God, he could not refute one charge out of a thousand. God has a wise heart and great power, so who can resist God and come out of it unharmed? God removes mountains from their position, and they don't even realize it. He overturns mountains in his anger. He shakes the earth off its foundation. He causes its pillars to quake. He speaks to the sun, and it does not rise, and he seals up the stars. He alone stretches out the heavens. He treads on the crests of the sea. He made the bear, Orion, and Pleiades, and the constellations in the southern sky. He does great things that are beyond investigation. He does miracles that are too many to be counted. Though he passes by me, I do not see him. He moves past me, but I do not detect him. If he snatches something away, who can make him bring it back? Who can say to him, what are you doing? God does not hold back his anger. Even Rahab's helpers bow down beneath him. How much less, then, will I be able to answer him? I want to match words with him, but even if I am in the right, I cannot answer him. I can only plead to my judge for grace. If I called and he responded to me, I do not believe that he would listen to my voice. With a violent storm, he would crush me, and he would inflict many wounds on me for no reason. He would not allow me to catch my breath. Instead, he would fill me with bitter experiences. If it is a question of strength, he definitely is the strong one. If it is a question of jurisdiction, who can summon him? Even if I am righteous, my mouth would still condemn me. If I am blameless, it would pronounce me crooked. Although I am blameless, I cannot evaluate myself. I reject my own life. Here is why I say it makes no difference. Blameless or wicked, he brings them all to the same end. If a whip suddenly kills people, he makes fun of the despair of the innocent. When a land is handed over to a wicked man, God blinds the eyes of its judges. If he is not the one, then who does it? My days are swifter than a runner. 
They fly away without bringing any happiness. They glide by like reed boats, like an eagle that swoops down on its prey. If I say, I will forget my complaint, I will put on a happy face and smile. Even then I dread all my pain, because I know that you will not acquit me. I have already been declared guilty, so why should I struggle for nothing? If I wash myself with snow, if I cleanse my hands with strong soap, then you will plunge me into a cesspool, and my clothes will detest me. For he is not a man as I am, so that I am able to answer him, so that we may meet in court. There is no one to mediate between us, no one who can lay his hand on both of us, no one can make him take his rod away from me, so that the dread of him would not fill me with terror. If that happened, I would speak up and not be afraid. But I have no such mediator. I am left on my own. This is the word of the Lord. The New Testament reading finishes John chapter 4. Jesus came again to Cana in Galilee, where he had turned the water into wine. In Capernaum, there was a certain royal official whose son was sick. When this man heard that Jesus had come from Judea into Galilee, he went to him and begged him to come down and heal his son, because his son was about to die. Jesus told him, Unless you people see miraculous signs and wonders, you certainly will not believe. The royal official said to him, Lord, come down before my little boy dies. Go, Jesus told him, your son is going to live. The man believed this word that Jesus spoke to him and left. Already as he was going down, his servants met him with the news that his boy was going to live. So he asked them what time his son got better. They told him, yesterday at the seventh hour the fever left him. Then the father realized that that was the exact time when Jesus had told him, Your son is going to live. And he himself and his whole household believed. This was the second miraculous sign Jesus did after he came from Judea into Galilee. This is the word of the Lord. We now read the Song of Zechariah. Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Save your people, Lord, and bless your inheritance. Govern and uphold them now and always. Day by day we bless you. We praise your name forever. Keep us today, Lord, from all sin. Have mercy on us, Lord, 
have mercy. Lord, show us your love and mercy, for we have put our trust in you. In you, Lord, is our hope. Let us never be put to shame. And we join to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us praise the Lord. Thanks be to God. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine on us. May God bless us so that all the ends of the earth will fear him. Amen. And now for the good news that never gets old, the news that Jesus is your Savior, who lived, died, and rose again so that all your sins have been forgiven. That's the gospel. Now get up and go and live to God's glory and for the benefit of your neighbor. Peace.